So this is a two-parter. Yes, Juan Soto will be traded. Nope. No. No. Well, this is the second part's to which this team. Yes no. to the Yankees. No. 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 What's up, guys? Episode 42 of a Win is a Win podcast. We are back. It feels like it's been a month since we've had our last podcast episode, but it's only been barely a couple weeks. But we're back. We're we're better than ever. We've got some fun topics to talk about today. I'm myself, Sam Cookie. I'm joined, as always, with the handsome and beautiful Charles H. Double. Hello, thank you. I know it's because of the beard, so thank you. Well, and and don't count Manny B out too. He's just as handsome. I know that. I'm really glad you said that. I didn't want to be exclusive to Matt. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, Sam, you are very handsome too. Thank because you. You're being so generous. Thank you. Yeah, we're this Sam is the this is the love and positivity episode. Sam Cookie's a straight up dog. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> speaking of dog, in a weird way. Uh, all three of us have really big matchups this week and sleeper. So, wait, are you talking about ones that we that we that just happened? No, no, I'm talking about the matchups next week. Um, you you yeah. do play Matt, don't you, Sam? I believe I so. Do. We have another podcast battle. I, man, I mean, I'll be I'll be a little disappointed if I lose to Matt because <laughs> that would be the only way I would get the two seed. But I also need Charles to win. Charles is playing the two C right now in our league too, Kevin. So I mean, I I can try my best, I guess. I'm just glad I'm not going to get last this year. That's really all that matters to That's me. True. No punishment. I hey, I just want to say, I want to keep the win streak alive. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it has to keep going. You know. I know. Yeah, Matt's what now eight and two, eight game will, win streak. I yeah. will be eight and two. Eight yeah. And two. <laughs> Into from I mean we're not surprised. This is Matt pretty much every year in fantasy. He's like the Patriots, always yeah. consistent. Well, I guess the Tom Brady Patriots. Let me just say that right now. The Tom Brady Patriots, always consistent, always gonna make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, how I describe Matty B. I was gonna say real quick though, Sam, to echo your point about how it feels like it's been forever. When I was getting my setup for the podcast, I was like, man, I haven't grab my table in a long time to set up my microphone and my laptop. So I, I feel that it feels like it has been a really long time. So it mm-hmm. feels great to be back, but I, I just wanted to say that I, I feel you on that. So. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's really good to be back. Um, it, it, I did feel kind of weird too, getting my background set up too. I was, I was kind of thinking about, it. I was like, well, what was the last time we actually filmed a podcast? And October yeah. 30th was when we had the uh, Halloween special. So yeah. it wasn't that far off, um, but uh, if there's no other thoughts that you guys have, we'll move on to our first topic that we want to discuss today. Any I was going to say, didn't you guys miss Hutch and Hendon Hooker and Steve Nash and Kyle Weems? Didn't you miss those guys, a.k.a. my background? What? Oh, was... well, didn't, <laughs> a certain, didn't a certain someone add a certain someone to their background? Oh, yeah, I did, actually. A... Kind of can see them. Like maybe I haven't looked at on camera yet, but right here, there's a new addition. It is a Brock Purdy rookie card. 
Oh, teal edition. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, this is the only one I've ever gotten. He's this card's like 40 bucks online, which is crazy. So, he's got a spot right here next to Lamar and Giannis. And then I moved LeBron up there because LeBron was originally right here and I moved him. So, he got demoted. Yeah, I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for Matt to to add some spice to his background. Sure, I know. Trying to add a a floating shelf, maybe like right there or something. Yeah, that'd be dope. Show off that Zach Wilson card. Oh, you mean this bad boy? Yes, exactly that. I'm in the kiddie pool. Always the man, the man who threw a game losing interception when they had a drive going last night. But we don't got to talk about that right now. Okay. Um. Do I need? Should I tell Sam the news though, Charles? Is this a good time, or should we wait to the end? Oh, it's it's your call. It's your call. No, it's whatever flows best for the episode. I was gonna say. I thought the, I was gonna ask Charles if the surprise was that Brock Brady card. No, it was <laughs> apparently not. not. How about this? This might kickstart us off. Okay. For so, which we're talking about a team from Dallas. Okay. Hmm. However, this team is not of the red and white variety for ball. It is a orange ball, aka basketball. Oh, okay. Our girl, one of the twins that we love so much that we've never oh. had five, that we love. <laughs> Ailey Cavender has announced that she is going to TCU. To play basketball. Oh, okay. Now, to add some spice to this, I'm pretty sure I'm correct. And if anyone wants to tell me I'm wrong, please DM us, message me on Instagram, whatever. I do not care. Like, we want the scoop. But I do kind of keep up tabs with her, kind of on Instagram, but also on the Snapchat, because she has, like, a public Snap thingy, you know? And oh. I'm noticing that she's been getting kind of comfortable and cozy with – a male and i'm like okay who is this well i put <laughs> two and two together and i'm pretty certain it is number 87 on the dallas cowboys which is i think isn't that ferguson charles or is that schoonmaker i'm pretty uh, sure it's, it's jake ferguson yes yeah. so i'm pretty sure she is dating jake ferguson she was at the game yesterday for the cowboys just bt dubs she lives in arizona right now so coincidence think not and on her story she had i think it was him and then him again on the jumbotron so it was him and her just you know in a casual setting and then him on the jumbotron so i think she went there one to play basketball but two to be next to the boo thing that's what i'm thinking Ooh, good speculation i like it figured you you would be interested sam because you seemed to have an interest in the whatever it was the you that they did at when they were at oh, Miami. Oh, yeah, like the, that's why yeah. we told you. I mean, yeah. and as Carl said, he was like, why didn't you get them to BYU? And honestly, I was trying hard. I mean, Bucked Up is here in Utah, you know, the HQ. But... Oh, are you talking about like the pre-workout brand? Yeah. Bucked that's Up? Really? That's awesome. So... They were here about three months ago, I think, doing some stuff for Bucked Up. And I was like, dang, maybe she should come to BYU. I don't think it's her crowd at all. But mm. could be close to, you know, the company that they 
do stuff with, but you know, she decided to be next to, I think her boyfriend. So it looks like she's off the market as well. So sorry, Sam. Dang. I, as you were telling me about that story, I was thinking about this whole situation between them two being like a great value, Kelsey and Taylor Swift. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, okay. It wouldn't make sense, though, right? Hey, Jake Ferguson has been playing pretty good, too, honestly. So Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I I know who Jake Ferguson is, too, so at least he has a little bit of notoriety with me, too. I think, I think he scored, like, 13 on me this week in fantasy. So Yeah, he, he's no Travis Kelsey, but he is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you already have to be on a pretty high level to be a tight end in the first place, so no disrespect to Jake Ferguson. or Yeah, disrespect. No disrespect. No Zero. disrespect. Uh, I assume this is Haley. Yes, it is Haley. Yes. Nice. Because uh, Hannah said she didn't want to play basketball anymore. Shame. Well, she can do whatever she wants, but that would have been a lot cooler if she went to BYU. But TCU, I guess, is a cool second at least. But she will come cool to BYU. Second. She will come to BYU though, because of you know the Big Twelve. I think they play each other, so. You know, you know, Matt's going to be at that game. You know, maybe I need to be at oh, that game. Yeah, I know he's going to be at that game. <laughs> maybe I need to say, like, Haley, come to a win is a win podcast. Like, yes, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I need to do one of those poster board things. You yes, know? exactly. Flex your media pass a little bit and be like, hey, I want to interview you sometime, Haley. Help us yeah, out. Yeah, like, what's your number? You know, like, exactly. Yeah. And since you're speaking of, I actually think it's really cool that we, Matt and I, in the past got to interview. Brecken Mozingo, who has been a really, really important impact player for BYU women's soccer, which is one of the best teams in the country. And I have been following them. So that was actually really cool when I look back on it because she was an All-American like the year before. And then all she was an All-American. She was an All-American the year we interviewed her. She ended up becoming an All-American. And then she is uh, she will be an All-American again this year as well. Yeah, which was really cool, honestly, looking back. I, maybe we need more interviews again. Yeah, and they're, they're the ones that in the tournament too just to let you know yeah no i saw i i've been following them a little bit so just because we did interview her which was really cool but yeah i know we do need some more interviews Mm -hmm. i do that'd be awesome that actually reminds me one more thing i have to say about this whole thing um one of my cousins shout out to riley uh he actually so he played as a center at glendale and apparently uh when he was telling me because we went to the homecoming game at msu uh, the uh, the quarterback at Glendale that just graduated last year, he's apparently the backup QB at Missouri State, and I never really put two and two together. So I, I'm just saying it's my bad that I didn't ask him while we were at that game. But next time I see Riley, I'm going to try to make it a connection and see if we can get that yeah. QB on the podcast. Too. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool, man. We're open to anyone and any athlete, really, and anything. You know, it was yeah. super fun. But awesome. yeah, th- this tends to happen. We don't film for a while. We ramble on in our intro for a very long time. So we got to save a little bit of time, just a little bit for, for sports, because yeah. that's that's our niche right there. So well, it, technically it is our niche. Well, I mean, since we already talked about one team in Dallas, TCU, shall we talk about the other team in Dallas that we're going to talk about today, Sam Cookie? Yeah. The Cowboys. I'm down. <laughs> the Cowboys. About them. Boys, uh, bro, they, Cowboys. They Even play though, a cupcake team every week, man. 
Even hey, hey, CD another Lamb it's another episode. Off for us. CD yeah. Lamb has popping off, off for us though. So we do like the Cowboys right now. Hey, football's um, another another day, another episode. We we got day, we yeah. gotta talk about about baseball. The, 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 the Rangers. The real winning team. Yeah, I mean you're right because they did win. Sam won't go into they, it. They did exactly win. Um they won the big game, the biggest game, uh debatably. Uh, poor Arizona Diamondbacks. I feel sorry a little bit for you, Matt. They did really good as a young team, but the Texas Rangers ended up taking it all in five games. I am very happy to see them ball out. They stepped up to the plate and hit it out of the park. It was pretty cool to see. Um, personally, at what my thoughts as a casual watcher, uh, I watched most of those games. I don't think I was able to watch game two, but... I was pretty impressed with how they played. Um, a lot of really star players. They finally got one of the first rings, except for Corey Seager. He gets a ring every year at this point. But um, don't get Chapman and Chapman. I don't know how he does it either. But I'm I'm I like to watch him play though. He's not the coolest guy off the field, but <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for reasons I won't state. But. I, I like him just because he's a flamethrower and he's still good at his job. So, but yeah, the Rangers took it in five. Um, Nathan Eovaldi, shout out to him. He was the winning pitcher in game five. He was undefeated, a perfect five and zero throughout the postseason. He pitched absolutely lights out. So I'm happy for him too. But Matt, I want to hear your thoughts as a super fan of one of the teams that marched onto the World Series. They honestly, they barely made the playoffs, so big kudos to them, too. But I want to hear your thoughts. Well, thank you, Sam Cookie. Um, I know I talked about this on our Rocket League episode, um, but I'll say it again here just in case people didn't either listen to that one or couldn't hear me very well or whatever. Um, But I was fortunate and lucky enough to go to Game 2 of the World Series. Um which was only two weeks ago, pretty much. Um, was it? In, it wasn't November, was it? It was October. It was October still, yeah. 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 Like, what, October twenty, like, no, it was October twenty eighth, right? Because Halloween was real close. Um. Anyways, I got to go experience game two, the only game that Diamondbacks won. They won nine to one, even though they should have won game one as well. Um. Mm-hmm. That was a crusher, and um, honestly. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts, but I think if Arizona won those first two games, obviously the Rangers won the next three. Do you think that the Diamondbacks could have beat the Rangers at home? Personally, mm. I think it could have been close. Um, I do think, though, that the Diamondbacks just ran out of gas a little bit. I think, you know, being away from home and just all the – kind of just all that was going on, it felt like we were kind of running out of gas a little bit, but I am pretty proud of the team. Um, I guess announcement Corbin Carroll did win and rookie of the year. It got announced tonight, um, but I don't think any of us were shocked that he won it. I mean, he had a 25 Homer plus 50 stolen base season, which is the first time ever by a rookie to have that, which even in just regular, like, MLB not rookie, that's like an amazing season. Um, you know, that's just amazing. 
Um, but I was really happy to see them win. It was really exciting. I never thought I would see the Diamondbacks in the World Series. Like, I just didn't think we were even close to that. Like, I would say we were a fringe playoff team, which we were. Um, but it was really fun and it was really exciting. I got to go to Globe Life Field down in Dallas, which was super nice because my parents live in San Antonio. So it was a close drive and it just worked out perfectly. And I just want to say that stadium is pretty cool. I've been to three stadiums so far. I've been to Chase, I've been to Bush, and I've been to Globe Life. And honestly, I want to say Globe Life might be the coolest one out of all of them. Um, I think I do like it a little bit better than Bush weather-wise because it's a dome, it's a retractable roof. However, the scenery in Bush Stadium is pretty cool, having the arch in the background, things like that, you know. So, like, that is a view that is, you know, pretty good. And with all, like, the apartment buildings kind of in the back and stuff, like, it is pretty cool. Um, but I was really happy. I saw Cattell Marte extend his hitting streak. Um, and I think he had his hitting streak until the last game, game five. So I think that was his only game he didn't get a hit. Um, but it was pretty cool. And I really enjoyed the experience, even though the Dimebacks lost in the end. I'm pretty excited and pretty happy with what went on. So I really can't complain. For me, I would rate this season as an A-plus season for us, just because we weren't supposed to be in the World Series. We got there. We have young pieces. We only have two free agents, which we'll kind of maybe get up to in our next topic, but our two free agents that are kind of major players that are leaving, uh, potentially are leaving, is uh, Gurriel Jr., one of our outfielders, and Tommy Pham. So maybe this makes them want to stay. And, and you know, we don't have the biggest payroll, but, you know, maybe like, hey, you know, some loyalty, right? Like, you know, I want to play with these guys. So that's my take on it all. So I've been pretty, pretty excited. It was, it was a pretty awesome experience. I, uh, you know, when you mentioned the, the kind of loyalty thing, when the team does really good and they, hopefully they decide to stay with the team in the off season. I really wish that was a thing in 2011 because that was the year we won the world series, but then we also lost La Russa, And then we also lost Pujols to free agency as well. So that kind of sucked, but no, I agree with you. Um, personally, that would have been cool to see the Rangers barely won game one. I don't know. It was kind of debatable if they should have won game one. But if the D-backs were to take game one and two, I don't know if the series would have been much different for the D-backs. The Rangers were definitely – they had a lot more gas in the tank, kind of like you said. The D-backs kind of fizzled out after game two because games three and four were – kind of close but it didn't really seem close watching the games and then game five was a total blowout the d-backs just they didn't do anything at all so i mean well it's still definitely credit to them at least well gallon had a no hitter until i think it was the seventh inning and then that's when the wheels fell off the bus oh yeah that is true yeah it was pretty scoreless until then zach well, navaldi was actually struggling i think if we would have put on a run between the second and fourth inning, somewhere in there, which we could have, I think it would have been a little different. But yeah, no, we just, like I said, ran out of gas. Mm -hmm. And with yeah, with that game going on in Global Life Field too, um, it it probably would have made it a little bit harder as a visiting team too. I imagine 
I haven't been to Gold Black Field either before. I wish I could go sometime soon, but it does really seem like a cool ball field. Yeah, that's one of my goals is I, I would like to visit every stadium. Oh, I guess I've been to four. I've been to Chavez Ravine, so the Dodger Stadium. I've been to Chase Field. I've been to Bush, and I've been to um, Globe Life. But those are ones I stepped into and watched the game. I don't count like mm-hmm. seeing the stadiums because I've seen like the Padres and Kauffman Stadium and stuff like that, you know. But mm-hmm. I would what like did... to, to do that. So, yeah. what did you call Dodger Stadium? It's Chavez Ravine. Oh, okay. I I've never been to Dodger Stadium either, but I've never heard anyone call it Chavez Ravine. Yeah, so that's actually the um that's actually the name of the stadium, I think. I or is that the old name of it? I will Google it. But that is one that I really want to go to. I'm really jealous because my sister McKenna has been to Fenway before. Oh really? And got to sit on top of the monster, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, I was like, and she never told me this. The only reason why I know is because when my dad and I were driving to the World Series game, I was like, dad, what is the coolest experience you've been to? Like, would you say, because he went to game six of the 2001 World Series when the Diamondbacks played the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I was like, Do you think that's your coolest memory? He goes, well, that was a really fun one because, um, you know, the Diamondbacks beat the Yankees and, you know, it was 0-1, all that kind of stuff. He goes, however one of the coolest ones is I was able to go on the field and go on top of the green monster with uh, McKenna when she was in Boston. And I was like, what do you mean you went with McKenna when she was in Boston? And he goes, Oh yeah. I was like, she never told me this. And he goes, yeah, sorry about that. I was like, gosh, dang it. It's probably <laughs> lost on McKenna. How cool that was. He goes, Man. yeah. So that is one of my goals is to, is to visit, most of the stadiums if not all of them i think that'd be really fun you know yeah that would be really fun i dude i wish i could go to fenway sometime i probably will sometime in the future but it's one of those legacy stadiums that you can't live life without going to i think the two big ones are fenway and then uh wrigley field too those are like timeless at this point i agree but um yeah, I I definitely want to make it uh, a goal sometime in the future to visit all 30 stadiums, too. I think I've only been to Coors Field and Colorado and then Coffin and then Bush Stadium. So I haven't really gotten too much out of the state, and that needs to change soon. Baseball is very fun to watch. Also, just for our viewers, it says, what MLB team plays at Chavez Ravine? And it says the Dodgers, even though it's called Dodger Stadium. And it says... So eager was the city for the Dodgers to build a stadium that it successfully fought an earlier stipulation to use the land in Chavez Ravine for public purpose only. So the land and area is called Chavez Ravine. The stadium is called Dodger Stadium. But like when you say, oh, yeah, like I saw a game at Chavez Ravine, people know it's Dodger Stadium. So there you go. Interesting. Interesting. I did not know that before you told me, but that's probably like an NL West thing for everyone to know there. So it is a pretty cool stadium. And I want to say it is honestly, probably it's such a cool location. I got to sit on the outfield and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, That was actually in 20. 
2017, I was uh, doing a DECA competition. I think Charles knows this. Um, we were actually testing that day because someone in our class ended up passing away that day. That's how I remember that day um, really vividly, I think. Do you remember that, Charles? I it was it was the football player, remember? Was it uh who I used to work with potentially? I think that's who it was. He was like a year or two younger than us. Like yeah. super yeah. yeah. I, I worked with him at the villa, Charlie and I did. Yep. I don't actually remember us texting like that day, but I mean I obviously I'm not gonna deny that we didn't text we pretty much texted every day, so yeah. yeah but, but no, I, I strictly remember that because you told me you know, that Dodger Stadium. So like like that memory has like been like etched. Et, yeah. But it was a super cool stadium. Um super cool. I mean getting back on topic to the World Series, because I mean I know it's been a couple weeks, but I just wanna say, you know, I am happy for the Rangers. I think they did a great job. They got pieces that fit their um, their system. And I want to say you had two teams kind of going in the same direction at the end of the season. You had mm-hmm. the Rangers losing games and the Diamondbacks losing games. Then the postseason, they flip the switch and, you know, they start winning games and doing anything like that. So to me, it's like I'm sad the Diamondbacks lost, but I'm okay with the loss too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rangers are a pretty respectable team to lose to, I think. Even though they said this was the the least watched World Series, even though when I was talking to people, they said they really liked the World Series matchup. So, I don't know. Yeah, I I just think, I mean, I don't really pay attention to that part because I did see a lot of articles that it was the least watched World Series in a long time. I, I mean, it's going to be kind of obvious. Both are pretty small market teams. If you take a little look at to like what the fan bases look like for the Rangers and the D-backs, obviously both are going to be small. One shares a state with, I mean, one shares a lot a very much smaller piece of the puzzle in Texas compared to the Astros. And they've been popular for like almost a dozen years before that. So it's going to make sense. Yeah, I feel like I haven't really spoken in a, a while, so I need to give some input. <laughs> I was gonna I, say, yeah, I going, you know, in the world back to the World Series. Obviously, Game One was a crusher for the D backs. You know, probably shouldn't lose that game. And I know you guys were mentioning if Matt, you had brought up the hypothetical if they win both both games, do they win the series? I think it's also really tough to to gauge. I know you're just saying as a hypothetical, but in my eyes, if the D backs do win Game One, I think Game Two is probably different than how game two went. So I think that's a factor as well. But, you know, Matt obviously was a good luck charm. I blame him for the D-backs not winning because he could not make it to any other World Series games and they lost every game he was not at. So Matt, you should feel ashamed of yourself because I think you let your team down. But yeah, I mean, after game two, I was honestly shocked that the Rangers ended up sweeping Arizona at home, which... By the way, it's absolutely absurd that the Rangers went undefeated on the road this postseason. That's just crazy to me. But I was completely shocked that the Rangers were able to win the next three and win the series in five. Because I really did think it was going to be a seven-game series after game two. Because I know the D-backs 
had losses like they did in game one, but they always bounced back. So it was surprising to me for sure. But the Rangers, you know, I mean, and this was also with um, Scherzer and uh, Garcia going on, uh, getting off the roster because of injuries. And we weren't sure how that was going to, you know, go for them. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, I think the Rangers are going to are going to like win this series now that they're out because I just kind of seemed like the vibe of the playoffs. It seems like the team is down and out or they have the disadvantage. We'll get both the championship series, you know, and the comebacks. That's when the other team, the team that's like the underdog seemed to come out on top. And, and that's what happened for the Rangers. They obviously game, was it game four when the Rangers scored 10 runs in two innings, basically all on two outs, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. D-backs couldn't, couldn't get a, you know, this, I remember that second inning was all two out runs. You know, that's, that's critical in postseason play. I feel, I feel like that's such an underrated stat in baseball. When you get runs with two outs, you know, with base with runners on, I think uh, that's really critical. And the, the Rangers really excelled at that. So, I mean, I, I'm happy for them, of, of course. You know, obviously the 2011 heartbreak, we've mentioned a, a lot of times on here. Good for them to win their their first World Series. I, I know Matt isn't too upset about the D-backs because he didn't think they'd be there anyways. So, I think it's just a, a win-win in general because I, I think the Rangers definitely – I know they have a high payroll, but the season didn't go, you know, necessarily their way. So I'm happy for them that they're able to finally win a, a championship and we can add another team to the list of, you know, champions. So the the list of non-champions and all the uh major sports, you know, is is dwindling down by one or dwindled down by one. Mm-hmm. So and that's that's the thing as well. That's I saw a post. The Nuggets obviously won. So they were a first time, Rangers, and then I think the um, what was it the uh, there was something else about I think it was the hockey team was a first time champ too Vegas the Golden yeah. Knights yeah and Golden so Knights. now people are wondering if uh, there's like the post like is is an NFL team gonna win oh, for the first the, time MLS I think wasn't that LAFC I think that one which is the first time as well yes I I think you're yeah I think you're right about that so then there was the post was like which NFL team would win, you know, like first time. And I think mm-hmm. a, a big contender would be the Lions. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that Honestly, was, it's if cool. The Lion, if the Lions won, I would be 0% mad, like zero, like none. Like I would be mad. I would be 0% mad, but if it was the Ravens, I'd be like 80% mad. Not 100, <laughs> oh, but 80. Oh, if it was against the Ravens? Yeah. Oh, okay. If it's the Chiefs, I'd be like negative 100% mad, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> dude that would be crazy if Mahomes just goes on an insane tear in the second half of the season yeah I mean as a diehard fan even I can admit Lamar has played 10 times better than Mahomes has this year I don't know man yesterday but, was, was a little different but we won't talk I mean about I would say CJ Stroud has outperformed Patrick Mahomes. oh definitely CJ Stroud too I mean we we all came in with no expectations but that's for another different podcast episode as well we're all trying to bottle in all of our NFL thoughts for one episode, so that'll be fun. I just um, want to hear a little more before we, I'd say, jump into the MLB offseason and rumors and all that. I know you said that the D-backs ran out of gas, but, like, what else do you think happened necessarily in the games, Matt, that, you know, I, I, I mentioned the two-out success the Rangers had, which obviously was critical in game four, but what do you, what do you think happened to the D-backs those last few games? Um, they really couldn't get – any offense going and 
the runs they did score were pretty much, you know, you could say garbage time in a way because it was already a big lead. So. I think there was a couple of things. I think the starting, the pitching kind of caught up to us a little bit. Um, the Rangers had a lot more firepower, I would say, than even the Phillies. The Phillies had, you know, the big three of Schwarber, Harper, and Turner. Um, but, I mean, the Rangers had Simeon and Seager and Garcia and who else am I missing the first bait name uh it's not the first baseman but Mitch Garver Mitch Garver thank you Mitch Garver Josh Young usually was good Mm -hmm. series he wasn't but I mean he has power to lift one out you know so I mean there was some you know firepower right you know so there's part of me of that also too the Diamondbacks do not have long ball hitters like, that is something that, like, we don't have. Outside of Christian Walker, who didn't really show up in the postseason um, in the World Series and stuff like that, for offensive-wise. Defensive-wise, he was fantastic, which he did win a gold glove for. Um, outside of him, we don't really have any power hitters. We're a lot of contact and speed, which is totally fine. But that means that we're not going to get those home runs, right, those chunk runs that the Rangers do, right? That kind of demoralize you, you know what I'm saying? So if it was me, and this is, I, I don't know, I, I kind of want to lead into this. If it was me for off-season adjustments for the Diamondbacks, I would say get one or two power hitters just to sprinkle in the lineup. But that's, that, that is my opinion. Hmm. That'd be a good move. But, um, yeah, uh, to move on to our next topic, I think it's a good time to talk about it. Um, I, I know Matt's dabbled a little bit on it, but we want to. So it's obviously the poker. It's obviously the end of the MLB season. There's a lot of big things going to happen in the off season, So it's going to be exciting to watch. Um, I, personally, I think the really big guy to watch is it's kind of obvious at this point. Shohei. He may or may not be on the Angels next year. I personally, I hope he wishes to stay on the Angels. I really don't want to end up seeing him go to a big name team and like just having to play with a Dodgers uniform on. That would personally make me like throw up in my mouth a little bit when I see that. So I hope he stays on the Angels. What do you guys think on that? Yeah, we can go right into Shohei. I think he's going to leave. What but honestly, I have no idea where he's gonna go. I haven't really been following as much as I, I should be. I just think he's not gonna be on the Angels this next year and for the years to come. So I'm sorry, Sam. I want him to stay there, but I, I don't think he's going to personally. Just it just doesn't I don't really get the, the sense that he will. So yeah. yeah. He, I he has... also that Shohei will also leave as well. Um there are a couple links. I think San Francisco is one that's been linked to him. Um, obviously, the Yankees have been linked to him. I don't think the Padres, just because they don't have enough money. I mean, they already sunk it in so many other players. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else has been linked to him? The Cardinals the have, and the Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs yeah. and the Cardinals, I think, have been linked. Honestly, uh... honestly if I'm going to be honest – I would love to see Shohei Otani on the Cubs. That would be cool. That would be dope. But he would be going from one mid 
from one mid team to another mid team. So, yeah, that is true. But let me tell you what: I think the Diamondbacks come out of nowhere. We get Otani. Heck yeah! Uh, no way. I'm just yeah. kidding. I, I feel like obviously Otani is the dominating headline when you, you think of the MLB free agency offseason, and and rightfully so. I mean, this is a generational talent. We haven't seen someone like this in a very long time. Special, special player. But I wanted to switch things up a little bit because, you know, I don't think we necessarily had a general plan for, for this topic. So I, I brought matters into my own hands, and I have an article here from MLB.com. I think it's like maybe a blog or something. This is eight bold offseason predictions, and I'm going to read them to you guys, and you guys are going to tell me yay or nay if you like the prediction or, you know, think it's going to happen. So we're going to be a little different instead of just predicting where guys are going to go. We're going we're gonna to do this, I think. I think you guys are going to enjoy this. So we will start with number one, the, the first offseason bold prediction. Otani, Otani is going to the Mariners. Yay or nay? What do you think? Uh, well, that would definitely be awesome to see. Uh, the Mariners have a lot of ties to Japan. Obviously, they still have um, Ichiro roaming around there a little bit. But uh, personally, I can't see it happening. I'd say nay. I'm going to say yay because I feel like Otani's that guy who's not chasing money, but maybe more of like the players – player you know what i'm saying and i think i mean granted otani's japanese have no idea what he feels but if to be mentioned in the same breath as ichiro i feel like to for me and for him i think it'd be a great honor you know so i'm gonna say yay because you get to stay in the al you aren't in as hard of a division granted it's still hard you know but You've played there before. You know how that team works. And you've had ties with Ichiro. So I'm going to say yay. Okay. Number two, I'm going to butcher this name. So I feel really bad about this. There's no way I don't butcher this name. (laughs) Everyone knows this by now. You can laugh at me all you want. But this is what this says. The real darling. Get this. The real darling. So basically not Shohei. A free agency will be. Yoshinibo Yamatoto Yamamoto or something like that. Yeah, sure. Um, yes. Yeah. He's going to be the real darling basically over Shohei. So, mm. man, I don't, I'm usually not a, well, I guess that's not true. I was going to say I'm usually not so, a pessimist. Also, about- just real quick, yeah, to clarify, this guy's saying that like more teams are going to be like, higher on him i guess or more interested than shohei that's why he's considered the darling like maybe oh, more okay. of a tar- more top target i say yay because you don't have to pay him as much as otani because some clubs don't have the money but the other ones you can entice them in different ways like hey you'll be our day one starter like number one option like you don't have to compete headlines you know all that kind of stuff so I think yay. I think because more teams will be in on him because of the money. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, uh, Yamp, I was going to say Yamamoto. Yamamoto, uh, I totally agree with Matt. He's, um, I mean, he's only played in the NBP. So 
you always kind of start out with with easier contracts for MLB teams whenever they move across the shore like that. So I guess whenever Charles pointed that part out, it does make it a little bit more enticing. Obviously, Shohei is turning out to be one of the greatest of all time. He's amazing, but he's going to ask for a really steep price tag and only a few, like a, maybe a handful of teams in the league can afford that even with a player like Yamamoto and he's so hyped up being one of the most, one of a generational pitcher it could turn out to be. I think it would be a really good bet if you give him just an, a light contract. You entice him to play for a nice, easy team like the Cardinals, things will go great for you. All right. Which actually I was going to say though, that brings up the last thing after we do a couple of more of these is you guys should kind of give predictions or an outlook on what you think your teams are going to do in this off season. Ooh, All right. Teams. So this is a two-parter. Yes. Juan Soto will be traded. No. Nope. No. Well, this is the second parts to which this team. Yes. No. To the Yankees. No, no, no. No, why not? No, I don't think so. Okay. You gave up too much. You gave up too much for him, and he's so young. So no. Yeah. Okay. He had he had one not great season. So no. No. It was All still right. it was still average. I mean, and well, I'm just those standards. It wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. For like total standards, last like month, month and a half, like I think they were only behind the Diamondbacks by two games, and. They had a better plus differential than the Diamondbacks, so no, I'm going to say no to that. Well, there is a rumor that belief throughout the industry is that Soto will be traded, so we'll see. Ooh. All right, this one involves Matt's second favorite team, an Alex Bregman trade. And this is siding because the Astros have a terrible farm system, um, and so something tra- a trade like this will help them maybe get revamped in that area. So what do you guys think? Yes. As the Astros fan, you think that they should trade him or you're supporting of it? Like, you I mean, know I don't think they it? should trade. I don't think they should trade him, but I think, I think the Rangers are here to stay. And if you don't make some moves here and there, you're going to get left behind in like about a year or two. So, because the Astros are only getting older. So you need to get young. So, yes. Okay. With uh, with the Astros too, they just lost their their longtime manager too, Dusty Baker. I don't know how is the team gonna look without him too. They've they've really only had really successful good playoff runs with Dusty, and now that they've brought in the new manager, I can't think of his name right now. But it's gonna be interesting to see that way. I don't think they I don't think they're gonna have any trash cans left around to have some use for tools, but. All right, this is the last one. This one's a little bit more of like a – I mean, it's not like a joke, but it's not super serious because this guy, I guess – yeah, I'll, I'll explain it to you. But he's saying that someone will sign Rich Hill. And he's saying this because he really wants him to get signed since Nelson Cruz retired. Hill is now the only active major leaguer older than the guy who wrote this article. So will someone sign Rich Hill, yay or nay? Probably, yeah. I think so. I yeah, I I haven't really done a, a whole lot of research on Rich Hill. I mean, he's he's like what forty three now. Yeah, he's forty three. Dang. He's, he's, God. 
I mean, compared to Adam Wainwright, I mean, he's he's retired now, but I mean, as far as I know, Rich Hill is pretty he's pretty durable. He's a really good pitcher. I mean, he doesn't throw any like gas. Obviously, if you're 43, you're not going to do that. But sure, why not throw him on the Cardinals? We'll we'll pick I, him up. I'd say yes as a bullpen arm. Maybe for a meme, one of the games when you're up like 20 to two and be like, all right, dude, go close this thing out. Hey, October 1st, 2023, Rich Hill seals the win for the Padres and the the bomb of the 11th. He threw 27 pitches. So See, he's, still got, some, he's still got a few pitches in him, you know? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Yes, they do. I'm assuming he hasn't retired either. Like he wants to play another year, I'm assuming. So. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that forty-three. Dang, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, he threw at ninety-one miles an hour. This this pitch I'm watching the the highlight of. You know, that's that's, impressive. It's not gas like Sam said. He's right about that. But you know, <laughs> right, ninety-one's still okay. <laughs> I I would want to see LeBron do something like that. He's got five years to work on his his changeup. <laughs> According to LeBron, that one commercial, he's trying to maybe play with his second son too, which is like four years, four more years. I would love that, if LeBron played till he's ridiculous. Brady age, like forty-five. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to start walking out of the tunnel with like a cane if he wants to start playing with Bronny. Dude, <laughs> hey, he... I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. LeBron is like Brady, where he's he really hasn't aged as a as a basketball player. I mean, he's thirty. Is he 38 still? I think he is, but like yeah, he does not look 38 at all. Yeah. He can still, you know, he still gets, you know, can get you 30 and 10 and 8 any given night, which is absurd. Yeah. It's, we'll it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous for how often he's played in the game so far in the season. But yeah. the last thing I'll say about LeBron, uh, he did get pretty banged up last game, I think, which is kind of concerning to watch. Hey, but he came back in, though. He did come back in. That's. I'm not gonna say that's goat mentality, but good on him. And, and let me just say, I I don't know if you're talking about the game against the Suns because I believe that's the game he got banged up in. But mm-hmm. hey, guess what? That no clutch gene came through when he passed it to Cam Reddish to shoot the the clutch shot. So <laughs> LeBron again with no clutch gene, yeah, automatically disqualified from being the goat. <laughs> but you know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um. What do you guys real quick to wrap up? What do you think both your teams are doing this offseason? Slash, what do you want them to to achieve we'll start with matt the world series runner-up and his team the d-backs um i think the diamondbacks don't do anything flashy or splashy and i think i think they re-signed guriel i think they re-signed fam and then they get a couple uh power bats from somewhere i can't tell you names I mean, that's what happens, and then I expect them to contend for the division with the Dodgers and make the playoffs again, probably as a wild card because the Dodgers are freaking good, but make the wild card again, and that is my expectation. Once you go World Series, your window of contention is open. So they are they're ahead of schedule, but they're there. So That's fair. That is fair. Um Definitely a better take from the good team that played last season. I barely want to talk about the Cardinals because we did terrible last season. We ended 20 games under 500. That is not like us at all. We're usually one of the, the no. beasts in the NL Central year after year. So um, I think any any solid transaction would be good in this offseason. Uh, the main point that I've been kind of following more is – 
Uh, I think everyone is kind of rallying around our current manager, Ali Marmal. He needs to get out of here. I don't think he is a good manager at all, and he's really proved it last season. There has been some rumors spreading around that the GOAT, the St. Louis native, well, not native, but uh, Yadi Molina, he could. There could be a possibility of him coaching for us next year. If he does, that would be amazing. I think with Yadi alone, we could be boosted at least above 500. I think he's a really good coach. Wow. I, I know it's a pretty bold take, but he's he's had a lot of coaching experience with his years playing as a catcher in St. Louis too. So he he's not he's he's still pretty familiar with that idea. And um adding as long uh as well to that, adding any kind of arm to our rotation would be great. Um our rotation fell apart this whole entire season. And then we lost key guys like Montgomery, who went on to win the World Series with the Rangers. And then obviously Adam Wainwright, he wasn't great at all this season, but he retired too. So that leaves a couple of holes that we need to fill. And uh, if we could make a solid bid for a guy, I don't think we're going to go for Shohei, but if we can make a solid bid for Yamamoto, that would be awesome to see. And I'm so curious to see like where he would land, but if he would end up on a team like the Cardinals, that would be like a fever dream to me. Compared to how we did last season, I think any any solid move would be a step up from that. Nice. So basically, just you kind of just want to do anything. Yeah, that's Please, what I got anything. from that. Our um, our president John Moziliak, he he does a good job in making good moves to the Cardinals. He makes splashes here and there, like he was the main uh idea behind getting Goldschmidt and Arenado as well. So I I have some faith in Mo that he will jump us into a good season next season. All right. You want to hit us with the outro, Matt? I think we're I think we're done. I think we we did our MLB talk. Well, thank you guys for listening to our MLB talk. We know that the season's been over for about a week or two now. Um, but that's okay because we love talking about sports and Sam loves the MLB. I have enjoyed the MLB this year, especially because the Diamondbacks didn't suck or weren't unimpressive. And we are excited to talk about them in the near future. If big deals come up and everything like that. Um, but thank you guys for listening and we appreciate you and we can't wait to see you again. Shout out to our girl Haley Cavender for committing to TCU Um, we appreciate that and I think we're signing off this has been H-Double Sam Cookie and Maddie B and we're peacing out peace everybody peace everybody